My fashion inspo is mainly like Steve Jobs, mid-twenties. I also saw a tweet on Twitter that said, boys who dress like this, and my crush favorited it, so bada bing, bada boom. Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy. I think I've finally gotten some sleep, Shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley, clothing wearer. <laughs> Proud of you. I would, <laughs> yeah. I, would I would suggest wearing clothes today because it's cold. It's chilly. I'm still in my pajamas, but I mean that counts. My body is covered with clothing, cloth of some sort. Uh, it's, so it's it works. It's a hopefully flannel. Right. I've got my. I've got my sweater and some jeans on, like it's middle of winter, but I haven't put on socks because I have apparently, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, I need to put <laughs> socks on. Um, but yeah, I think like a month ago we put this theme out, right? Yeah, I think it probably was about a month ago, and you know, life happens, and uh, yeah, here we are a month later with an episode, still putting it out, still coming for the listeners, putting out content, just maybe... Uh, after a short delay, and that's fine. I know the listeners understand, and they still love us. Yes, we are just trying to be kind to ourselves, right? Absolutely. Also, I wasn't kind to myself. I worked eight shifts in a row, so Oof. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Don't ever do that yeah, when that your shifts miserable. are... miserable. Well, if you work eight-hour shifts, I feel like that's reasonable, but when your shifts are literally 12 and a half hours, and that's only if you get out on time, mm-mm. Terrible, terrible decision on my part. But I am wearing clothes, so we're good, right? Absolutely. Um, do you remember why we came up with this theme? Um, I think it just kind of popped into my head. I I may have been listening to some song that had you know a, an article of clothing in the title or something like that. But Was you know, apple it, bottom jeans. Right, sure. Um, <laughs> and so I I, I guess I, I I just realized that there are a lot of songs that can be clothing or just things you wear like you know glasses or whatever we did a glasses or eyes episode one time mm -hmm. uh you know it's it just there's a lot of you know talking about style and fashion and all kinds of stuff like that so it, it just uh, was a good theme that got a lot of submissions and so i'm glad that it worked out Woo! and what song did you bring so i'm gonna start us off with ben folds five and their song song for the dumped
yeah, since I should probably start with something relating to the theme, I'll say that it is super relatable to want your favorite black t-shirt back after a breakup. Uh, I've lost many a classic over the years. Um, also, in case folks have never heard this whole song, he sings the whole second verse in Japanese, which I think is kind of cool and worth going to listen to the song. But but mainly, I'm just bringing this because it's high time that folks start putting some respect on Ben Fold's name. Like, dude's been cranking out this truly unique piano rock for like 30 years. His one gigantic hit turned out to be kind of a sad one, and then mainstream music pretty much forgot about him after the late 90s, which is a real shame. Like, he's equally at home making like the goofy tongue-in-cheek songs as he is writing songs that are more serious and intelligent. Uh, this band, Ben Folds 5, was actually a three-piece, uh, and so they're just truly a power trio. Lots of vocal harmonies, the guitar, bass, and piano all play really well together. They're like filling out the sonic spectrum as much as possible with just three people. And judging from the live stuff that I've seen, they absolutely delivered live as well. Uh, and then after they disbanded, he just kept chugging along with a solo career, writing just record after record of amazing music. And so I just think more people should listen to Ben Folds. Uh, I've, I've been a huge fan of him for a long time, and it seems like folks don't really talk about him. So let's change that. So, yes, I agree. We should talk more about Ben Folds. Um, I should totally pay way more attention to Ben Folds. Uh, Dakota has informed me that, indeed, I do need to pay more attention to him. He also says that he used to look like Ben Folds, and I don't see it no matter what. No, I can. I, I, I don't think that Dakota looks like Ben Folds, but I can see why people would tell Dakota that he looks like Ben Folds. I see what he's talking about. I think it's about. just the messy hair. It's the That's messy hair, and there's a sh- it's the eyes, the cheek structure, and, like, the face shape. I see... I don't see it, I totally but see I it. guess. I, know, okay. like I, said, I don't think he looks much like him, but I can see why someone might draw the comparison. <laughs> well, I will admit to stealing multiple clothing pieces, but I never kept anybody's dollars. If that helps. <laughs> right. I returned all the dollars. Um, it's far more experimental instrumentally than I would have expected, except for like that, you know, you know, for that late 90s. I guess it wasn't. Well, you did have Counting Crows and they were kind of experimental, but I don't know. Super solidly done. Uh, I probably still have that black t-shirt, though. So, sorry, Ben. Whoopsies. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so, for this episode, I brought Claude's Cuff Your Jeans. When are you going back to college? Remember how my dorm was Smoking in the cemetery. Getting old is getting scared. like total animal collective vibes it's very nostalgic and electronic just very low-key and i have no idea what cuffing up your jeans has to do with any traveling across the country to get closer but i just like the song and hey i found a clothing theme song that i can toss on repeat and i want to dive way more into claude as well because i have like you know just let 
let it rip and like listen to some Claude songs and I'm really, really appreciating it. Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of the sort of like depressive, uh, depressive sounding like dreamy synth pop like this. It kind of reminds me a little of uh, Drab Majesty, a little bit of Cocktail Twins, um, but with some some of the more like modern bedroom indie aesthetic seeping in as well. Uh, I also really dig the the lyrics. I think the cuff up your jeans thing is a really great line. They're basically saying, you know, do whatever you got to do to come back to me. Cuff up your jeans so they don't get wet or dirty on the long walk over. You know, borrow some money if you have to. Go hop a train. Whatever you have to do to come to me, please make it happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if that's already an idiom on its own, but I really like that turn of phrase, like cuff up your jeans to mean like prepare yourself, do what needs to happen. So like Mitchell, we've been putting off recording the podcast for like a month now. Got to cuff up <laughs> our jeans and get it done. And I just like okay. that as an idiom, cuff up your jeans. Okay, that's what we'll do the next time. And I promise not to do eight shifts in a row, which I'm like, I can't, man. We totally were trying to, I assure you. We gave it a shot, certainly. And then I just passed out for two days. Right. (laughs) Our ear buddies, they really, truly did have a ton of songs, and I totally appreciate it. And I, I love that a lot of these were songs I hadn't heard of before. Our first ear buddy is McCaskill with no FX. Jeff wears Birkenstocks. really highlights how we kind of define ourselves by what we wear, even if it isn't necessarily expected. I don't necessarily think that tie-dye and rancid go together, but heck, mix the aesthetic way on up. I really hope he wears socks with his Birkenstocks too, just because, I don't know, that seems like kind of punk, like dad punk, I'm not sure. But, you know, just you do you, man. It's okay, Jeff. (laughs) Even though I don't think they necessarily like Jeff, but, you know. I think they do. I think they're friends with Jeff. But yeah, Jeff does have a very strange style. Um, yeah, we we've discussed No Effects a hundred times by now. They're just one of the most quintessential pop punk bands of all time. All the great vocal harmonies and pop tricks thrown in at just the right moments. Uh, all about having fun and being goofy. There's no sappy songs about girls and broken hearts. It's usually about partying or being goofy. And occasionally they'll you know be political or talk about things like that. But it's always like with a tinge of humor and playfulness. Uh, I definitely kind of feel a connection to the idea of the guy in a tie-dyed rancid shirt uh, because I've always been a very eclectic person. Like I used to be the guy in like flip-flops and a 311 shirt mm-hmm. showing up to watch a metal band or whatever. And so it's, it's just a testament to being who you are and holding on to whatever joys or influences are still serving you. You know, there's a lot of folks out there who find a subculture and just morph into a mold of what that subculture is supposed to be. And so it's this sort of prefabricated paint by numbers personality and mindset 
And I always did my best to kind of transcend that and just be who I am and like what I like. So in a way, I totally relate to Jeff and his Birkenstocks. And, and I maintain that you can totally still be punk, even if you like the Grateful Dead. And in a way, I guess the definition of punk really goes into what the Grateful Dead was doing. I mean, right. kind of, certainly. And and being punk certainly goes in, into the, uh, you know, the aesthetic of doing what makes you happy and not worrying about what other people think. And so if you want to wear a tie-dyed Ranson shirt and that, that makes you feel like you're expressing yourself authentically, then I say go for it. I'm going to totally try to, like, start pulling off those wing uh, eyeliner things. Ooh. Even though I don't wear makeup generally, yeah. I have felt a huge need to like go to one of those fancy makeup stores and just put my hands in one of the you know customer service reps because i don't know anything about makeup but i totally feel that nothing wrong like nothing i just think wings look cool they do they Um, certainly do yeah our next ear buddy is charlie who brings the promise ring red and blue jeans Simple and sweet and mostly the doot-doos, but I love my jeans, and according to Genius.com, the song is about the boo thing being quintessentially American. I guess familiarity is the thing going on here. Also, just help. This is an amazing album. I really love The Promise Ring. Yes, this whole record is just fantastic. Uh, The Promise Ring are a super seminal emo band from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Lots of jangly, twiddly chords and melodic bass lines with lots of movement, really emotive vocals. Just a really characteristic sound for the early 2000s. Uh, lyrically, this one is pretty basic, kind of a lovey, crushy song about finding comfort in another person and like paying attention to the types of clothes they wear. And, and, and they use the colors red, white, and blue, along with the concept of blue jeans, uh, possibly to evoke some sense of Americana and to like sort of portray a snapshot of Amer- of like the middle American life, like contentedness and that sort of post-high school feelings of like love and freedom and self-exploration. And they just uh, put it all into this really simple emo song. And, and I just love the way The Promise Ring gets that across. It's just such a great band. And like you said, this this whole album is just so good. Yeah. And I've got to say, like, so I know you're on the TikToks. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten onto the TikTok of the people who say they're emo? Uh, I mean, I've seen some emo TikToks, but I don't know if I'm, I've seen the ones that you're about to, uh, to, to lay on me. <laughs> It just hurts my soul so much that everyone thinks my chemical romance is the most emo. Right. And I was just like, whoa, guys, we got to back up a little bit. Well, like, see, there's people who influence them. See, it was, what, two or three years ago, we had an emo night here in Memphis at the mm-hmm. High Tone, and they had two DJs. One was, uh, I can't remember what the, oh, it was a guy named Gary. So, so mm-hmm. these these 
and, and the other person was my, my roommate, Alyssa. Gary had all the, uh, like, more modern emo, and he was, like, going to close out the night. But Alyssa opened up the night, and she was playing stuff like The Promise Ring and, like, Rites of Spring and, like, the older stuff. Yeah. And then people started coming up to her and being like, hey, can you play some My Chemical Romance? Hey, can you can you play some, you know, whatever? And Does that make you feel old? It, it made me feel old, but then... Alyssa, being the smart cookie that she is, she started she taking money for money. requests. And so she's like, yeah, I'll play My Chemical Romance, but I, I'll take $5 per request. And of course, everybody who was like, had no idea who the promise ring was, just started yeah. handing her money so that they'd play something, so that she'd play something that they had heard before. And so she oh, like walks wow. out of there with a fat wallet. But all these, you know, it's really the kids who came out behind because mm-hmm. they didn't get to hear American football. They didn't get to hear, you know, right to spring, June of 44. Let's just talk about her, like, that, she's baller. Yeah, that, that was, was a very a smart, smart move. move. Yeah, it was yes. very good. <laughs> um, our next here, buddy, is Courtney bringing Portugal the Man creep in a t-shirt. so sad that I have to say I only know that one song from Portugal the Man that got like super popular a few years ago. It's called Feel It Still. Mm. Uh, this one is way more outwardly subversive, subversive or accepting of the narrator being a creep and living on the outskirts of society. And honestly, you know what? This is just proof that like the top 40 hits have some amazing artists behind them because I cannot believe I did not know anything else by Portugal the Man. Yeah, I've heard their band name a bunch, but I've never actually listened to them before. I sort of like pegged them for kind of being a generic indie band based on their band name alone, which was very unfair of me. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this is definitely more fun and interesting than I anticipated. Uh, The arrangement and the orchestration are what really make this song pop. Like it's got a lot of distinct parts and change ups and it starts relatively simple and just adds more and more instrumentation along the way and just gets wild by the very end. Uh, I especially love when those horns hit after that first chorus just feels really epic and cathartic, really anthemic sounding. And anytime that I use the adjective anthemic to describe a song, that's usually a sign that it's a great song. So uh, it's also got some really great vocal harmonies and the drums start adding in like some extra kick drums toward the end and it just like really amps it up and, and gives it this uh, this momentum and this crescendo into something bigger than it started with. So uh, absolutely going to have to listen to more Portugal the Man now that I've broken the seal. Ew. <laughs> you don't like the ter- you don't like that terminology breaking the seal? <laughs> no. Too many, uh, I guess, bars in my 20s. Right. <laughs> Our next year buddy is Jeremiah, who brings Tiny Moving Parts Sundress. I love you, at least I used to. I love you, at 
because it's so like my aesthetic now and I'm not even wearing a sundress it's just very nostalgic to like my mid-20s drinking light beers partying to emotional tunes with my friends uh, a school a cool spring summer night it is very dashboard confessional mixed with I don't know softer side of cursive yeah I can kind of see where you're going with that um I'll be honest that this song kind of feels like a copy and paste of some other bands, but the real truth is that like even when it sounds a little contrived, I'm just a sucker for that kind of twinkly, mathy emo and the aesthetic of like taking a pleasant sounding phrase like sundresses decorate the cabin, you look so beautiful tonight, and then just like screaming it at the top <laughs> of your lungs over melodramatic math rock. That whole aesthetic is just like emblazoned so deeply onto my being and I just can't help but feel nostalgic and like emotionally invested into that sound. Uh, also, as far as the subject matter, sundresses are dope for a variety of reasons, some of which are entirely wholesome, some of which might get me sent to horny jail. <laughs> but either way, who doesn't love a sundress, right? Like, in fact, I think the world needs more songs about sundresses, if I'm being honest. Actually, just, just more sundresses in every aspect of life, I think, is just a solid way forward, so... That's a good motto. That's totally a good motto. Yeah, just and more sundresses. So whenever I finally make it to the um, the the makeup store, should I get you some eyeliner? I mean, or do you have yours? I, I don't have any at the moment, but I'm not opposed. I ain't scared. I'm just saying, and you do have really good eyelashes. You yeah, need that's to. That's true. I should yeah. amp these up. Mm-hmm. Now that the world's opening up, right? Right. Uh, our next year buddy is Jeremy S, who brings the equals Michael and the Slipper Tree. feel-good story time vibes like would a rubber tree be a slipper tree because shoes are made of rubber um this is just a delightful song and it brings up so many good songs in the queue as well so uh, it's got to have like a good lineage this might be one of the catchiest songs on the planet i'm pretty sure jeremy has brought the equals before because i definitely recognize the name uh so i know i've got to do some digging and really check out the rest of their stuff because this was just totally my jam i love how like low-key the song is while still being infectiously catchy uh the lyrics are very simple and repetitive uh basically this dude michael has a slipper tree that grows one pair of, of 
of silver slippers each year. And it's not much, but it, it, it brings joy to Michael and his friends. And then the king and queen hear about it, and they want to get their hands on Michael's slippers and his slipper tree. So, like, on the face of it, it's just this peppy, head-bobbing pop jam. But on this deeper level, I feel like it's a parable about, like, the rich and the greedy stealing and, and appropriating what little bit of joy and wealth the lower classes still manage to have. And so, like, maybe I'm reading way too much into it. Maybe I'm just, like, a Marxist at heart. But on top of being like a feel-good earworm, I feel like this song has something deeper to say. So I really dig this one a lot. I, I agree with you. Like, that does make sense. Whereas, like, you get your one beautiful thing a year and somebody wants to come in and commodify it. Right. That'd be... Uh, that's sad. I still like the... It's got good story time feels, mm-hmm. though. Um, Will W. closes out the Ear Buddies with Nelly's Air Force Ones. You will not have three or four, but you got one, never had air force ones but they are some legit fans of them and they can be made into like roller skates just bt dubs so i I will admit to being completely too naive what makes them like special but apparently it has some sort of air technology and the sneakerheads really love them i tried to read up on the history but got completely lost in between the difference between ones twos threes and apparently they aren't really called Air Force Ones, but I don't know. They come in a lot of colors, and Nike really doesn't want you putting blood in them and trying to sell them as art pieces. <laughs> Is that a thing that, like, Kanye tried to do or something like that? I can't remember. I no. Remember. Oh, have you not heard Lil Nas X's Montero? Oh, is that, is that what it was? I I knew I'd yeah. like heard this as a reference, but I couldn't remember what the origin was. He made them Satan shoes. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so first off, let's talk a little bit about Nelly. Like when Country Grammar came out in the year 2000, I was super into that album. And to this day, I still consider it like a milestone in hip hop music. There's always been the camps of like, uh, East Coast rappers and West Coast rappers and they each have like a particular sound and style that are pretty distinct from one another and between the two sides they pretty much dominated the rap scenes and then in the mid-90s and early 2000s we started to see some new ideas and new approaches coming from the middle of the country obviously Memphis rap had a massive wave but you also had Nelly and his crew out of St. Louis like taking some New York bravado and mixing it with more like California uh, carefree California feeling and then just kind of deep frying it in a little bit of that southern grit just a perfect recipe for the rap world at that time and I remember 
every popular rap song at that time was either songs about gang shit or like songs about ass and titties. <laughs> and Nelly kind of transcended that. Like he wasn't trying to be some hard ass gangsta and he wasn't just completely gross and misogynistic, but he still managed to preserve some of that ego and bravado that actually makes that kind of music work. So I've always appreciated how he kind of blends those approaches in a novel way. As for the thematic content, uh, I've never had much shoe game myself, but I can absolutely detect and appreciate when other people's shoe game is on point. Uh, the Air Force ones are a very simple shoe design, but they can be customized in so many cool ways and lots of cool color combinations and little variables in the design. So it's pretty easy to see why, why they're such a big deal for sneakerheads. And so, I don't know, I might have to order me in some Air Force ones. Probably be the first pair of, of Nikes that I had since I was like a very young man, so... I just realized I've never had Nikes. Really? Yeah, I wore them yeah. for a little bit of time when I was a kid, but then my feet just started growing, and now I wear a size 15, and so I just stick with the New Jesus. Balances. Yeah, yeah, so I've got the same model of New Balances that I've worn since I was in high school pretty much now, so. I'm sorry, you have a size 15 foot? I do, yeah. How have I not noticed yeah, this? So like, I, have I know to... you're taller than me, right. but... How did your feet get to size 15? Are you six foot? And I've never noticed. I'm six feet tall. And uh, and yeah, oh I have a size Lord. 15 shoe. And I have to order all my shoes off the internet because stores don't carry that. So I, how have I not noticed that you're six feet tall? That I don't know. I mean, you're what, 5'8", five 5'10"? Five I'm 5'4". Are you really 5'4"? <laughs> I didn't realize you were that short. So maybe we just see each other from the inside. You know what I mean, Amy? Like we just see each other for the for the beautiful, equal sized, amazing people that we are on the inside. Well, I, I'm like five nine in roller skates. That that may be why I think you're taller because you're always wearing roller skates when I come over there. Yes. So that might have something to do with it. Okay, that explains everything. Um, so yes, I assure you, we'll try not to wait a month. Next time, yeah. like maybe two weeks yeah. max, but yeah, like just be calm with us. It's been a long year and a half. Um, but if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at END Pod. I do want to point out that END Pod's first like follow on Twitter was Dua Lipa, and apparently what? that was a good decision. What on earth? So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the first person that, like, the account followed. Oh, wow. So, cool. cool. Um, on Facebook, Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. That's where, like, you know, we'll, like, put all the stuff together, mix it together. The voicemail line is... 731-400-BUDS or... 731-400-2837. We actually have a voicemail that I guess we'll put on the next one that I'm sorry it's it's sat in there since November because um, I'm bad at email. Sorry. That's okay. um, you can email the show endpod at gmail.com and you can find the show online endpod.com part of the 10710 network. What is our final song this week? Our final song comes from a band called Summer Villains and the song is called Hoodie Weather. Uh, so I just discovered this song from like Googling around. I figured there had to be some songs either called Hoodie Weather or about Hoodie Weather. And sure enough, there's like tons of instrumental like lo-fi hip hop with that song title. 
Uh, but I was just really stoked to come across this one. Uh, as far as I can tell, Summer Villains isn't a very well-known band. Their Facebook only has like 500 likes, uh, but they have a pretty deep back catalog. So like, I think they've just been plugging away in relative obscurity for a while now. And uh, this is another one that kind of starts out kind of chill and simple and then just amps up just a little bit with each transition and just leads to a really fun ending. Uh, hopefully their other stuff is equally as good, but at the very least, uh, while we wait patiently through the oppressive summer heat, uh, we can pine for the coming hoodie weather while we listen to summer villain song, Hoodie Weather. Enjoy it. Blue, yellow, gold, maroon, and a glass of apple wine. 
Oh no, you cut out. I'm still here. Sorry, I didn't get the last of it, but I'm going to go ahead with mine. Okay. Okay.